Welcome to Talking Giants Player Profiles and Projections. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. And today we have our first rookie of the PPP season. We're going to start with tight end Daniel Bellinger, and then we're going to do safety Julian Love. With Daniel Bellinger, for he was picked round four, pick seven out of San Diego State, six foot five, two hundred fifty-three pounds, and essentially immediately became the starter for the New York Giants as a fourth-round pick. You know, with the you know they were thin at at depth at the tight end spot, and at that point, and now as things have played out through training camp a little bit, it seems like Bellinger is really the only guy who slated into a spot as a starter. So, a fourth-round pick, I he was this was one of my favorite like picks where you know reaction-wise after you know picks five and seven. With Daniel Bellinger, I'm excited for him. Um, he's getting thrown into a huge role, and I don't know if we should expect a ton or temper expectations for a guy that was drafted in the fourth round. Yeah, it's uh, Daniel Bellinger's expectations uh, heading into this season is kind of weird because we're excited that he's tight end one because he is a young guy. Um, you know, but yet we know Brian Dable and Mike Kafka they want to spread things out this season. Are we putting too much expectations on him? Um, he did win the best tight end award uh, on the American team for the Senior Bowl. So for those who say that the you know the the Giants' love for Senior Bowl guys is dying, you're wrong. You're wrong. But I think that takes some merit, though, too. Like, the, the Senior Bowl tight ends was the most, like, complete group there at the Senior yep. Bowl. We were down there. That was the one group where it's like, this is this is it. This is where the tight end class is last year. You know, you had Trey McBride. You had, you know, Charlie Cole or Isaiah Likely, uh, Greg Dolchich. You had, you had essentially the entire tight end class uh, there besides Jelani Woods, who was like a super senior, but he just yep. wasn't at the Senior Bowl, so... And uh, before you get into some other, some stats, uh, Daniel Bellinger is like the opposite of Evan Ingram in terms of catching the football. Um, zero drops his senior year, four percent drop rate in his career. So frankly, I'm looking forward to having a tight end. You know, since Caden Smith, since like a part of Caden Smith in 2019, having a tight end that's just hopefully reliable in terms of catching the football, not batting it up in the air. And that's what I've wanted out of the tight end room for a long time for the Giants is reliability, reliability. And I think that's what Daniel Bellinger brings he's a traditional Y tight end who's going to line up in line who can block he may have some issues blocking early on in his career but he has the frame he has the profile to be a solid blocker in the NFL he's athletic enough for that role uh you know like you said he, he has zero drops but also something like a note I had from him I remember after our draft episode is like he catches the ball like a technician like he he's like kind of mastered the the art of catching a football you know whether it's over the shoulder right at him low high um, he's done a good job doing that. There's times where he even had the high point, even though they didn't use him much at San Diego State. I have the stats. Last no, we'll year. talk about him. Yeah, last year in 11 games, he had 31 catches, 357 yards, two touchdowns, 72 percent catch rate. And then the years before that, he had 200 yards each season um, with uh, a lower catch rate. Yeah, and there's a there's a lot of guys who you can say in the draft or just in the NFL when you evaluate specific players, and it's like, oh, the scheme didn't utilize this guy enough. Um, you know, thirty like Bobby said, 31 catches this past year um, at San Diego State. Only four of them came from 10-plus yards down the field, and his average depth of target was lower than four yards, which is, like, insanely bad, like Caden Smith in 2020-like numbers. And I, I do think, like, when you ask, is that the player or is that the scheme? I do think San Diego State just didn't really yes. prioritize getting the ball in the tight end in the tight ends ways in some interesting ways down the field, especially with Bellinger who could block. So I, I kind of want to go into some of the you know we, I have like a lot of my scouting notes on him. Uh, yeah, stats aren't stats d- definitely don't do it justice in terms of who Daniel Bellinger is as a player. Now don't don't 
Tw- uh, you know, tweet at me his RAS score. Nope, I don't. Con- I don't consider that a stat that means something for Daniel Bellinger. Yeah, so what I have for him, like, I think his speed is modest, but he has decent and fluid get off of the line of scrimmage. You know, if he's not lumbering at all, getting off the line of scrimmage, he fires off. Uh, like he does, he's not. He's never going to be a wow wide receiver. You know, or, or a wow receiver from the tight ends. Yeah, that's just not what he's going to be. But I don't. I don't need that out of my tight ends. You know, he's smooth getting in and in, into and out of his his uh, in and out route breaks. Um, Times like it's smooth, but the routes can be rounded out at times with him. Like he needs to get uh, you know a little sharper with his cuts in the receiving game. And then, like I said, technician catching the ball and then getting upfield. So it's not even just catching the ball; it's catching the ball, securing it, and getting upfield. And again, like you mentioned, he had zero drops last year. Um, and in the limited times he did get the ball, he fights for every single yard. Yeah, like I think he, he's, he's physical. Yeah, he's keeping those legs churning, he is fighting for every single yard he can get when the ball is in his hands. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see you know what he can do if they're going to use him in the intermediate game. That's the thing that we're seeing a, a lot in training camp. They're going to use him in the intermediate game. I uh, there's some nuance to how he's using the intermediate game that we'll talk about. But I'm also excited to see him on some crossing routes. We have seen it very sparingly throughout training camp so far. But Daniel Bellinger running crossing routes over the middle of the field, and that's like kind of like a little bit of a, a Brian Dable staple. But, you know, if he can catch that ball, you know, cleanly like he does uh, and, you know, getting some physical yards after contact, yards after the catch, stuff like that, I'm excited to see what he can do in that element. Yeah, that's where he's going to make, like, the downfield damage is on those crosser routes. Yeah. He's not going to stretch the field vertically. It's those crossing routes, finding the holes in those zones. And that's something, other. you know, I hate to keep referencing Caden Smith, but Caden Smith was able to do, uh, do a little bit. So, um as far as a receiver, again, he's not this wild guy who's going to make a ton of, uh, you know, a million plays for you, but he's going to be solid. Um, and I think he should be used as a, as a safety blanket. Yeah. You know, I think they should really try and focus him on as, you know, the check down option yeah. a, a lot of the times because he's not, he, you can trust him to catch the ball, whether it's in tight space. You can trust him to find the holes in the zone. Um, obviously, there'll be some adjustment to the NFL with that. Yeah. But I think. Again, what we've wanted out of the tight end spot for a long time is not the best, you know, the best athlete in the world, not the Kyle Pitts of the world. Obviously, you you, you would like to have those guys, um, and not and not simply just a blocker. We, right. I've wanted a guy like Daniel Bellinger who can do a little bit of everything. Yeah, and uh, something that. You know, we haven't had at the tight end spot the last couple of years with Evan Ingram is that when he puts his hand on the ground, uh, there are certain defenses that are kind of saying, hey, run the ball. You know, we don't we don't mind if you run the ball with it with, you know, Evan Ingram putting his hand in the dirt and you're going to be asking him to make a block uh, on a play. Daniel Bellinger had the seventh most inline snaps in the nation this past year. And he is a capable blocker and also a capable receiver as well. So that makes me excited. Do you want to talk about his blocking now? Or do you have anything else on? No, let's receiving? let's let's talk about his blocking. Uh, I I think he fires into the blocks, but he does need to have some better technique to sustain them. Um, you know, like there's there's single drive blocks where he's just head up with the guy and it could give him some issues. But if he's if he's got an angle and he's pinning and he's using that outside hand to you know really get that leverage, that's when he's his best. Like I think he's going to have. Time like he's he's not going to walk into the NFL and be some awesome blocker. Like he needs some growth in that game, but he's got the profile, the frame, um, and hopefully the work ethic to to do that. You know, and again, that's something we need. We need a wide tight end, not not necessarily even just because of their blocking ability on their own, but when like you mentioned with defenses, we need. The, the, the defense has to respect that. Yes. They have to have some respect that, hey, this, this tight end can block, but also he can get out in the receiving game a little bit. You know, it's, it's about do, being able to do more things. And as, like, some teams get into uh, lighter boxes, 
you know, they're trying to use some of these bigger nickels to, to you know, face these, you know, these speedy tight ends. Well, when you got a guy like, you know, Daniel Bellinger, guess what? He's going to win the blocking rep versus those big, those big nickels. Yeah. Um, and they're just not going to separate like crazy versus them when he, hit, when he is facing them in coverage. But he can make those tough catches, and, and I think he can get – he needs to get better in, in, the, in the crispness of his route running. Like, you see he's a smooth player when he's moving, but he does need to get better in the crispness of, of his in and outs of, of his cuts. All right, now let's, uh, let's do some projection stuff. We'll start it off with this. How do we want to use Daniel Bellinger this year, and what is the best way to use Daniel Bellinger, in your opinion? You said that as a check-down option, you but ha- maybe if some little bit more in-depth. Well, you have Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Toney, Wondell Robinson, Sterling Shepard at some point, Saquon Barkley involved in the receiving game. So... You use him as that second and third read towards yep. the middle of the field, whether it's a dig route, whether it's a shallow, whether it's a block and release in the middle, a curl, uh, a slant curl, like those those routes that come into the eyes of the QB on second and third reads, you know, where you're not having to go one, two, three, all the way to the other side, where if it's a high to low read and bam, you know, Galladay's covered up and they, they play great man coverage on the out route underneath. It's like, all right, I, I, I can trust that Bellinger's in my vision and I'm going to get it there. And that's when Daniel Jones specifically has looked his best um, when that, t- that check down option has been in the, in the middle, whether a tight end or a running back. So I think you use him like that. And then also, you know, when you're running four verts, he's going to be the guy that's going to be open a lot. You know, uh, you know, you put them on corner routes when they're playing. You know, when they're when they know that you're going to be a count, a concept offense. Who are they going to be focusing more on? The wide receiver, Saquon Barkley. So I think he'll be able to have some big plays, not because of some great ability, but because I think he'll be left open at times. Yeah, absolutely. All right, now I'm going to read you Dawson Knox's rookie numbers from the Buffalo Bills. Now, you said that they are different players. Dawson Knox and Daniel Bellinger are different players. Uh, but I just think it's fun to look at, you know, knowing that Brian Dable came from the Bills. 2019, Dawson Knox was a rookie. 28 catches, 50 targets, 388 yards, two touchdowns, and a 56% catch rate. It's not fantastic. And do we project Daniel Bellinger to have a year that is worse, equal, or better than that? So the catch rate, I, w- I want him to have better than that. I want him in that 68%. You know, That's that, high. That, yeah. that high 60s range. Because he's not going to be someone who should be getting a t- bunch of tough targets. Yeah. You know, like Dawson Knox's rookie year, his average depth of target was 9.1. In 2021, Dawson Knox's average depth of target was 7.4, and his catch rate went up to 69%. Yeah, so that that's kind of where I want him. You know, we, we don't need him stretching down the field. Dawson Knox is a guy who can't stretch the field, can't really block very well. Um, so they're different players. So, but what was like the the catch and yardage total? Yeah, so uh, twenty eight catches, fifty targets, three hundred eighty eight yards, two touchdowns. Fifty targets sounds pretty good. You said three hundred eighty eight yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's where. I mean, let's put that on a per game basis. Three hundred eighty eight divided by seventeen is that's twenty three yards per game. Well, he, Dawson Knox played sixteen games that year. Well, I'm doing it. If like, let's just say if Daniel Bellinger got three hundred eighty eight yards, that would be twenty three yards per game. Dawson Knox was at 25. Uh, 25 sounds sounds like a nice round number for Daniel Bellinger on a team that has some weapons. Yeah, 25, ca- 25 receiving yards per game. Yeah, I, yes. Like that that should be what it is. There's going to be games where Daniel Bellinger has, you know, 63 yeah. yards, and there's going to be games where he has, you know, nine. You know, and, and like you said, Dawson Knox, Daniel Bellinger, there are diff- they are different players. But in the games that 
Dawson Knox was available and playing for the Bills 64% of the snaps when he was active. So um, I, I can I can see Daniel Bellinger not, you know, there may be some games where he gets 70 to 80% of the offensive snaps, but I can also see a lot of games where it's like 50 to 60% of the offensive snaps. I could see him, you know, him being out, out, of, out of the field, you know, kind of often. Um, I don't know, because who's behind him? Well, I'm saying like four wide receiver sets, and you have Matt Breida and Saquon Barkley on the field at the same time, and I think they're taking the tight end out. Not necessarily that Daniel Bellinger is being replaced by somebody else, but just because of the formations sure. that they run. I just don't know how many... I don't think we're going to run a lot of four wide receiver sets, to be honest. No? Bills led the league in four wide receiver sets last like year. eight plays a game. True. Stacks up, adds yeah. up. Um, so I, I, I think he's going to be playing more, more so than that. Um. Do you have anything else on Daniel Bellinger? No. Um, all right, so, here, so here's my official projection. 35 catches, 425 yards. That's, that's, that's fine. That's, that's fine for a fourth-round rookie tight end who's thrown into this role. That is exactly 25 yards per game. How do you like that? Oh, so there we go. That's Math. What, that's what we're, we're looking for out of him. You know, that's, that's what, that's what I, I think is a reasonable expectation for a guy who may have some struggles to start his career. Um, thrown into that tight end run rule. So, um, but why don't you tell us about Bear Burger very quickly? If you're excited about Danny Bellinger, you also should be excited about Bear Burger. Um, this is becoming a Bear Burger show. It's not be, it is not a giant show anymore. Uh, we are becoming a Bear Burger Burger show. Something for everyone, yes, even you. Their burger joint, they're not the type to be bogged down by the labels. Bear Burger, they hate labels. They are taking everything out of what you think of what you can get out of your typical burger. Whether you're 100% vegan or you think ketchup is vegetable, they won't judge because Bear Burger, there's only one dietary restriction. You'll be limited to food that's made to taste great. They have a happy hour that stretches from 12 p.m. noon to 7 p.m. Monday to Friday. Um, they have uh, some, some cool deals. They have two Nashville sliders, six PBRs, and a martini, all for under $20 at Bar Bites, uh, Bear Burger Kitchen and Bar. So what I want you to do, I want you to click the link in our description to find yourself at your new favorite happy hour spot, Burger Joint and Luncheon, Bear Burger Kitchen and Bar. Thanks for sponsoring these PPPs. All right, next on this list was a guy who's getting his fourth uh, player profile and projection and a guy who's been used differently every single year, and that is one Julian Love, who's 5'11", 195 pounds. In 2019, he was a fourth-round pick outside cornerback from Notre Dame who took second in the cornerback of the year award to DeAndre Baker, who led the uh, college football and pass deflections playing that outside cornerback spot. But he's 24 years old and he's going into his fourth year and his first as just a bona fide starter. Yeah. But he's had plenty of playing time and impact um, in his career with the Giants. You know, last year, 66 tackles, a pick, and a tackle for a loss. 2020, 64 tackles, a pick, and a tackle for a loss. And then his rookie year, where he really didn't get any playing time until the last five games, 37 tackles, one interception, and five tackles for a loss. And five tackles for a loss in essentially five games. Like, in, in five games, we're replacing Peppers in 2019, 33 tackles and five tackles for a loss. He looked comfortable and aggressive playing in the box as a rookie moving from cornerback. And I think that's where he's going back yes. in this Wink Martindale defense. Yes. Uh, very excited for Julian Love's 2022 because, like you said, he, I think he's going to be going back to that in-the-box kind of role that he had when he replaced uh, Jabril Peppers. But also just about Julian Love just as a player overall. I, I love Julian Love. Like, I, I, I really do. I, I, uh, I think Julian Love is the 
type of player and an ideal giant that we should want our future players to be when we draft them. Fourth round pick, nothing flashy, nothing exciting. You know, everybody expects everybody to be, to be a superstar, right? But Julian Love is one of those players who, you know, you're drafted in the middle of the draft, but you're versatile. You can do a lot of different things. And also, you know, also he's like one of the two players on the roster where he contributes on special teams, the other one being Cam Brown. And I can actually point to, oh, Julian Love actually does make plays on special teams. So I really do love, he's one of my favorite players on the Giants. Yeah. And he, Reliable. And also he's been here, like he's, you know, if you, like him and Dexter Lawrence have the most games played on the Giants defense. Yeah. Um, Dexter and, Lawrence is a first round pick. Yeah. And Joe Judge had a good uh, nickname for him, Duck Tape, because wherever he's needed, that's where he's able to go yeah. and, and fill that role. And, and I, I went and threw the number, uh, you know, where he played each year. And it's kind of wild how all over the place this uh, guy's played. And I'll just tell you where the majority he played uh, at each, each year. 2021, last year he played mostly in the nickel. 2020, he played mostly deep. Uh, and then in his rookie year, he played mostly in the box. And I want to go individually. Last year, nickel 34%, the box and deep both 30%. And then at outside corners, 6%. 2020, played deep, 63% of, <laughs> of, of the snaps. Played outside corner, 21%. And then box and nickel, 8%. So everything just flipped. The bottom two became the top two and, and vice versa. Well, let's flip it again. His rookie <laughs> year, played the box, 47%. Nickel, 32%. Deep, 19%. And then at outside corner, 2%. Which was the year he was coming off of his entire life being an outside cornerback yes. at Notre Dame in high school. That's the year where he just went from playing a safety. Yeah. And then they were, they were just starting to work him into the lineup as a deep safety, getting some reps from Antoine Bethea. And in that Bears game, Jareel Real Peppers goes down, and now he's just starting box safety. And then they switch switch positions again. And yeah. he was a bright spot in, yeah. in, in that year. You know, he had five tackles for a loss in five games. So Julian Love isn't some game-changing player, but he's a trustworthy player who you can move all around. Yeah. And at the end of 2019, there weren't just Giants fans, but fans nationally. And even, you know, PFF, a lot of Giants fans like to say that PFF hates the Giants. But I remember PFF specifically was giving a lot of love to Julian Love heading into, no pun intended, was giving a lot of love to Julian Love heading into the 2020 season. And he was recognized as one of the Giants, like young and up and coming players on the team. And I'm not even sure if Julian Love, since the end of 2019, has really been given the full fair opportunity for us to evaluate him as somebody who plays one specific spot, one specific position. Well, he ran into a team that had Jabril Peppers, uh, Xavier McKinney, and then brought in Logan Ryan. Yeah. Like, those are three good safeties, and he was, he was behind them, but still getting playing time. You know, like, like in, last year he played 50, over 50% of the snaps. The year before he played two-thirds of the snaps, and even as a rookie, he played 40% of the snaps. But now, like I said at the start, he's finally a bona fide starter, and from what we've seen a little bit in camp so far, it seems like he's going to be played more as that buzz-down safety, a lot of box reps, a lot of nickel reps, uh, kind of going back to that 2019 role that he yep. had in the James Betcher defense, you know, and, and, and as a full-time, legit starter. He's not going to fill in for anybody at cornerback anymore. No. Nope. You know, if Xavier McKinney goes down, that's where you can see him filling in at the deep safety, but still he's, playing the safety position. Yeah. He's had the... I'm yelling. Well, it's, we're excited for Julian Love. He's had the green dot on his helmet throughout camp as well. Him and McKinney together. Now, you'll, you only can have one guy with the green dot on your helmet at one time, right, on a football field. But I think just throughout practice, I think they're giving them both the experience of having to do that. Right. 
Um, you and, think he's going to get some sacks this year? I do. I do. I think we're going to get some Julian Love sacks. Like two, two and a half. And I, I hate. I really don't like referencing practice too much in these player profiles and projections. But he's coming free a, a lot. Like yeah. he, he's lining up in the A gap at times, lining up that that you know that box money linebacker, and he's getting free. He's going to get put. I don't know how many sacks he's going to have. But two and a half. He's going to be a guy. I, I like that. He's going to be a guy who puts pressure on the quarterback. A lot of it scheme. Um, you don't know, care. It's schema- is you know schematic pressure, but still he's going to do a good job of that. And again, as a rookie, like he, he played, found his way in the backfield. He played confidently. Yeah. You know, like played confidently after moving from corner, working at deep safety, and then moving to box safety on on a whim's notice, and he looked confident. I think that's something Julian Love does well. Is he's like a confident player. Now, some of the negative things about Julian. Oh, Love. I don't want to talk about that. Not a, not like the greatest athlete in the world. Yeah. Which when you put him at safety, like deep safety, you saw a, you saw it pop up in twenty twenty when that's when he played deep the most. Four five forty. I yeah. rem- I remember that. Yeah, and that's why he was moved. You know, like that's a big reason why people didn't think he could play corner outside corner. I, I still wanted him to play nickel that rookie year. Yeah. You know, going into our our uh, at camp battles episode in twenty nineteen, I said Julian, I want Julian Love to be the nickel corner. Um, I, I actually think I would be right about that. We had Grant Haley and then Corey Ballantyne in that. Yeesh. Um, but they didn't, so they've moved them all around. And then when DeAndre Baker went down, you know, they, I was like, okay, he's going to be the outside corner. Yeah. Now. And they, and he did get a little bit outside corner in 2020. Um, you know, that was the most he got, uh, and the, uh, at that position, which was 20% of the reps that year, uh, mostly towards the end of the season, that, uh, Cowboys game at the end of the year, the Browns game at mm-hmm. the end of the year. Um, but now he's kind of found that role as that box safety. And I was talking, I, I can't believe, I got, went off on a tangent, but going back to what the negatives are, is when he's playing that deep safety, he's late. Yeah, there's too many times where he's just late to the party uh, on it. And that, the athletic, some of the athletic limitations could give him issues there. Um, but now that he's going to be playing more down towards the box, like the only time we've seen him deep in practice is when they're in a too high shell, which is, which is fine with Julian Love. I really think he has the man and zone skills to play that money backer spot down towards the box. Yeah, excited for Julian Love. Finally, you know, gets a chance at one spot to prove what he's about. Is this a contract year for Julian Love? Contract year for Julian. Contract year. The the entire 2019 draft class, except for uh, Dexter Lawrence, this is a contract year. Contract year. So again, uh, I Julian Love is one of my favorite Giants. The fact that he has been here for I really you know, quite a while after this year. I, yeah, really I, do. I do too. Like again, he is the ideal player that. Good football teams have. Like, good football teams have a lot of Julian Loves on them. The Giants don't have a lot of players like Julian Love that are asked to do a lot of different things, and they're not glaringly bad in any of those areas. Like, I want the Giants to draft, sign, get more of these Julian Love type of players because that's what good football teams have. Right on. All right, Julian Love. We, uh, we love we you. We love you. Ha. Huh? Full pun intended. Um, we love the, our listeners. We appreciate you guys. So we will be back tomorrow with some training camp recap. We have Jordan Renan in the van on the podcast. Check out all the other player profiles and projections, the training camp live streams, uh, and we will see you tomorrow. Until then, let's go Big Blue. <laughs>